This episode of Bridgerton with Mary and Blake is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's, of course, your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare related. Seeing as how you're a listener of this podcast, if you'd like to get to know a little bit more about Minute with Mary, I highly encourage you to search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook and request to join my VIP group. It's free. I share loads of tips and tricks, and I'd love to get to know you better there. So once again, search on Facebook, hashtag MinuteWithMary. Everything I told the Queen was true. I cannot stop thinking of you. From the mornings you ease, to the evenings you quiet, to the dreams you inhabit. My thoughts of you never end. I am yours, Daphne. I have always been yours. I do not know how to be any more clear. Well, do not get angry. I'm not angry. You look angry and bothered. Look at you, you're downright flushed. Yes, that is what happens. When one is angry. When one burns for someone who does not feel the same. You burn for me. Why do you think I followed you into that garden? Why do you think I went into that garden? If you would have only looked at me this week... For longer than two seconds, you would have seen. It is you I cannot sacrifice. I burn for you. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to Bridgerton on Netflix. So let's sit back, relax, and get ready to spill the tea. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I love, oh, I am in love with that slip-off glove move. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I wish I could just be a, a girl, just so I could have that happen to me. Can we get, like you know? Can we like invest in some like silk gloves that I can wear, so you can do that to me, <laughs> so I can pull it off? Yeah, sure. Why off not? You. Oh my goodness! You know? You know what? Hey, equal your opportunity. birthday's coming up, and. Um, <laughs> At least now I know what to get you because you are difficult to buy for. That being said, everybody, we're going to be talking about all things coming off in this episode. But before we do, of course, want to remind you to subscribe to our podcast. We are now available in all sorts of podcast apps, but I am going to tell you. Apple Podcasts is the VIP. Oh, yeah. That's where you want to be. In the sense that that is where we are urging you to go and leave your five-star ratings and reviews. The written reviews mean so very much. Blake and I read them, and they're like little hugs, virtual hugs to us over the interwebs. Know that we cherish every single one of you who takes the time to write a review. So thank you so very much. And another great thing that you can do is actually share some of our podcasts on social media. If you are on Facebook, you can actually go to the Mary and Blake page and just hit that share button, share to your story. Share to your Facebook wall, Instagram. You can take a screenshot of the podcast, share that in your stories as well. Twitter, you can retweet, and on YouTube, you can share however you like. You can learn more by going to minute with uh, maryandblake.com. I'll say it again, maryandblake.com. And we, of course, want to take a moment to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com who have made this all possible. Yeah, you go over there and you can get all the great uh, benefits that are part of the Nerd Clan, which is the premium uh, podcasts, the bonus episodes of, of Mary and Blake uh, 
properties that we do, free swag, the community itself, Blake's Book Club. I mean, it never, ever, ever ends. And of course, early access to all of our podcasts. You get a chance to hear it every single one before the entire world. So that is a big deal. And of course, you know what? I'm feeling, feeling a little generous today. Right now, we got 36 uh, reviews over an Apple Podcast. On Apple Podcasts, okay. So here's what I want to do. The next 10 reviews that we get, written reviews, one of you will get uh, a free item from the Marion Blake store. And it can possibly be a Bridgerton-related item. I have some new swag that I'll be publishing on the Marion Blake store tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. So if you've already written, written a review or you write a review... Please send us an email, maryandblakemedia at gmail.com with uh, your handle that you would have used for your Apple podcast yes. so we can award one of the first 40th people. Who yes. Have, All right. I like that. Yeah. So if you've already written a review or you do write a review this week, yep. email us, maryandblakemedia at gmail.com with the Apple podcast handle you used. Yep. And that way we will be able to verify and send you a reward. For one of you lucky people of I the like first it. forty, and, and of the and of, of the next ten, one of you will get a free item from the Marion Blake store too, as well. Oh, as well, we'll give two away. Why we'll not? We'll give two. Sure, I'm, I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. Let's listen. Get it. If I'm getting a satin glove, they're gonna get a shirt or whatever they want. Oh, I'll see if I can find <laughs> one that can fit those gnarly hands. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. Blake, break on down the episode details for me a little this bit. This was the title, uh, The Duke and I. That's what the title of this episode was, which apparently is the name of the this book the that they're adapting. The first book in the series, yes, yeah. Yes, I did not know that. So I learned that in my research today. So Ooh, yeah. nice. Yes, all, all you book nerds are out there. I'm like, of course, Blake. How do you not know this? I've actually ordered the book. Have and, you? Yeah, but I do not want to read it until we have watched this yeah, season. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and the director was the same director from last episode, An Affair of Honor. Sure. Oh, that is my phone going off. Rookie mistake, Rookie Blake. mistake. Rookie mistake. Uh, Cherie Folkson, she did an affair of honor. Okay. And the writer was Joy C. Mitchell. She has done a few other uh, episodes of television, including uh, one called Deutschland 86, The Letter for the King, which is also a Shondaland show. Very cool. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. It came out uh, uh, earlier uh, this year, 2020. And of course, uh, this show, Bridgerton, she actually served as an executive story editor on Diamond of the First Water and Shock and Delight, which were the first two episodes. And she, her written by credit is for this particular episode, The Duke and I. Mm -hmm. Now, I know all you nerds out there are asking, Blake, what is an executive story editor? I know that there's also a title called story editor. What is the difference between the two? Oh my gosh. And you know, I'm going to sit back and let you educate me. Take me to school, Blake. So there they are indeed two separate titles. Uh, they although they aren't much different in that a story editor is someone who is you're not really like editing, you know, in quotes stories. You are Pitching ideas to the to the room to the writers' room, uh, you are looking over uh, scripts. You are making sure that there aren't mistakes. You are making sure that any changes that are done are uh, actually accounted for by in the room. They're accounted for and then distributed out to the rest of the writers. Uh, and essentially, as a story editor, you are a 
in quotes, a second year writer or what's called as a baby writer, which is like someone you're, you're, you're getting up there. You've moved beyond staff writer. You've become a story editor. You've been hired again. You're, you're, you're kind of somebody, but you're still nobody at the same time. Okay. But an executive story editor is the next level up. You're still a story editor. You're but still, you get a pin, but you get, you get like a pin, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're earning like your brownie badge. Okay. okay? You've got a brownie badge and this is where you start to get a little bit more respect. You're not just a baby writer anymore. You've actually graduated up. You're, you're at least in your third year of professional writing on a show or you've moved from one show to the next and you've earned some stripes here. This is the step that you take before you become an official credited writer. Although, cool. unlike a staff writer, as a story editor, your name is plastered all over it every episode of which that you are a part. So you're actually getting credits, but just as a story editor or an executive story editor. Okay. So that is that. Super confused, but okay. <laughs> so what is your cups of tea rating, Marvin? Oh, I'm giving this one another five. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyable. Great for rewatching. Lots of wonderful speeches. Thank you, Simon. Um, of course, we get to go to a lavished wedding. I mean, hey. Where can you go wrong? So a five. How about you? I'm giving this one a 4.5. Which is your highest of uh, this it is, season. It is absolutely my highest. Okay. And I, I'm proud to give it my highest. I am excited for that. We're going places now. We're, we're getting some steam here, if choo you choo. will, figuratively, literally, and sexually. And, Ooh, uh, yeah. and now we're now we're talking. So yeah, I, I really like it. As a matter of fact, I, I like how Sheree Folks and what she does here is she continues this uh, remember how in the last episode we talked about conflict and how that that it's centered this episode centered around conflict mm-hmm. she continues that theme here she continues that feeling and being right in the middle of everything whether it is Daphne when she is very combative and she's putting uh Lady Calpert in her place or she is um controlling people or if she is f- f- having a, an issue with with Simon at the end of this episode. You are right in the middle of it again. And mm-hmm. I am very happy with that direction. So four and a half cups of tea Fabulous. for me. What's your GBG? You're good. You're bad. And you're great. Oh, my good is Simon's speech to the queen. Granted, he and Daphne really hadn't had that much eye contact. But just the whole, like, I've been longing after this woman. I love her so very much. I can't wait another day to marry her. Please let us have this this lovely wedding that we so desperately need. Almost played that clip, by the way. Almost. I appreciate that you played the second one. Yeah, me too. Uh, because it's actually my great. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> Ugh, Lady Bridgerton doesn't explain sex. Yeah. It's like the summer rain soaking the fields. That's pretty much <laughs> what you get. And there is no doubt that Daphne is soaked after that oh! rumpy pumpy. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? This may you hurt know, Mary, a bit. What? Mary, you get... That's what you get. The question is, who wasn't after watching that? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Coming down from the top Where's my vagina monologues script? (laughs) Seriously. It was like a flood. (laughs) Coming from the top rope on that one. Hey. Look at you. I'm just saying that's my bad. I just feel so badly for anyone, even modern day, who isn't... Learned of the birds and the bees and how mm-hmm. things work. Anyway. Yeah, sure. And then, yeah, my great was the burn for you. And I burn for you, too. Holy flipping smokes. Yeah. Wathing near a fire. Rip those clothes off. But really, that that speech that Simon gives and, you know, Daphne is saying, like, are you mad? Like, this is how you're, you're flushed. And, you know, for him to explain, like, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. This is how it is for people uh, who burn when their love isn't 
you know, isn't it's mutual. Not, it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, sure. So loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Blake, love that too. what is your GBG? Mary, I, I have to co-sign with you on that one. The burn for you. Just, <sighs> it, it's just, that, that's, that's a line that you just don't forget. I burn for you. Like that is... That is good stuff yep. right there. That is good stuff. Like that's going to be the line that I remember from Bridgerton. Whereas, hold on tight, Spider Monkey is what I remember from yeah, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two totally different applications, by the way. We look, we look that. Although, rich man getting with you know yeah, the like. True. Oh, I'm just a little quiet. Well, person. the other Twilight reference that we have constantly is say it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I think of, I think. I know that's the one you think of. Yeah. I think of Spider Monkey. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Pattinson, for your improv oh skills. Oh, my God. So okay, Batman. All right, what is your GBG, Blake? I can't wait for him to be Batman. Oh, he's going to be so perfectly be, emo. Oh, he's going to be the best Batman. All, although Christian Bale, hashtag my Batman, I think. Uh, okay, so my, <laughs> my good uh, is the um, moments of them... Uh, Simon and Daphne becoming intimate after that I burn for you bit uh, their movements and their uh, ways that they revolve around each other is very much like a dance Ooh, very much like a dance how uh, she grabs his shirt she brings Not the him cat in Nigel. Uh, no, and, and he unlaces her corset mm-hmm. you know from behind and you could see it unraveling and uh, then he he what I'm just thinking how happy I am that we don't have corsets. Oh, thank goodness like, gracious. I wear Spanx, <laughs> and it is not... I mean, here's the flip side, though. Corsets are a lot sexier to take off than Spanx. Sure. Spanx are not sexy. No. You pretty much uncase a sausage. <laughs> you know how when you when you, when yeah. you cut down a sausage yeah. with a really sharp knife? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Like, which person goes out on a date or goes to their wedding night and is like, I'm going to let you fully undress me? No. Every lady in their right goddamn mind says, I'll be right back. They go somewhere else. (laughs) You know, like... It's pretty much like you're an alien, like you're filled a bag shot, hold a Nagini inside, like you unzip yourself, your true self comes out, hopefully the lights are off. You're a wizard, Harry. Seriously. <laughs> Who wears Spanx to their weddings nowadays? Pretty much everybody. Do you think that that is sexy? No, it's not. It's like, it's like men in black with the guy. Yes. Yes. That's why I said alien. Sugar water. <laughs> oh, so man. Daphne getting undressed after being dressed up fancy. Beautiful. Mary, Mary you, you make me hot. I'll tell me, you that. Me getting undressed after a date night. <laughs> Very different story. That's why we have to buy Blake a satin glove because generally our undressing is not that cute. <laughs> Nowhere near that cute. And I don't look halfway near as good as... The Duke of Hastings. It's just okay. It's fine. Hey. It's fine. Hey, no problem. You know, That's gotta, why we watch TV. I look at him. I'm like, man, I gotta go to the gym That's more. why we watch TV in our flannel pants as we eat Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I burn for you. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Where's the cookies? And the sugar water. Sugar water. 
<laughs> okay, Blake, what's your GBG? That was my good. Oh, okay. I just loved how it was very much a dance. He gets on his knee. He finally gets on his knee the way that he should have done when he proposed. Yeah, I or, still have gotten the proposal. that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. Let's move on. Technically, you haven't. Yep. Um, the bad for me, though, uh, was as much as I... Uh, you know, really got, you know, got behind the prince in the last episode and oh, really yes. liked prince him and thought, thought this was a good move and it yes. was a, it, he was a good guy. Yes. The problem that I have now is, <laughs> sorry, our cat is in the middle it's of the okay. way. She looks, no, let okay. her be. Let okay, her be. fine, fine. Uh, she's in the middle of the camera if you're watching a live feed here. Well, not the, well, the feed. Um, it's just a lot of prince to deal with, mm-hmm. with it. And he's just, there. Yeah, like if he actually doesn't come back to, as a character, even to marry Cressida or something, yep. we just spent a lot of time with this guy. Yeah, and he's just there. He's a dude. He's a dude that seems to be nice. He's an upstanding Well, you know what charming. I mean. He's just a guy. He's just a guy that showed up and provided a little bit of plot mechanics and that's it. He gave her a easy and reputable out. He gave the queen a good reason to want to postpone this wedding. Plot mechanics, so, plot mechanics. Okay, All fine, plot mechanics. fine, fine. But I just loved how he was like, hey, Daphne, kind of thought we were on the same page. That's true. Are you okay? Is the Duke making you do this? Right. And she's like, no, I'm just in love. And he's like, that's okay. Yep. Best wishes to you, lady. <laughs> and then the queen even says, go fight for her. Yeah, and that's what I wish kind of happened. I wish that there was more to he him. He says they're in love, and he's all set. He's a smart man. Yeah, but, you know, as a character, that's just so lame. I just wish that there was more. I wish that... I mean, let's be real. He's a legitimately nice guy. It he was is, a... but Daphne's like a bump on a log. Like, let's be real. When it comes to personality... Snooze fast. Yeah, I'm, I, I'll co-sign with you. He honestly was like, there's a million Daphne's right now. That's true. Uh, like, I know that we're going to get to meet more. And I know that about Daphne. I get. I know that. Sure. We'll get to know her more. But looking at it from his perspective. And from sh- mine. Yeah, sure. But I mean, at the very least from his perspective, she is. Like he should hold up for Eloise. Now you're talking. She would bring some fun to the party. Hey, right? She'd bring some fun to the party. Uh, all right, so my great, though, my great is the fact that there is this scene between the queen and the king, who at this point so far seems like, you know what? He's kind of back to normal. and He's not dead. He ain't dead, and he's there. And she, they're having a real conversation, and she says, wow, it's I can't believe you're here. Great to see mm-hmm. you. And you can see the light in her eye as she sees her king. It's not just the fact that it's a king. It's her husband. It's someone that she loves. She's extraordinarily happy to be around. And then it quickly devolves. Like Ugh. within, you know, a f- finger snap, that's it. That's the end. And he starts saying that she's got to get killed and the whole thing. And not only is that happening, but you see the heartbreak in her eyes. The what, Blake? The heartbreak as she, uh, as she walks away, and you can see that she has been dealing with this for a long time. So when she is saying things like, you know, is he dead yet or whatever, it's almost like a self defense mechanism. Uh, I think that she has as a as the queen, where she's like, okay, is he dead? No, okay, fine, we're moving on, mm-hmm. because it's not just her being. Um, 
cutesy. It's not just her being quippy. It's a self defense. It's a yes. self defense thing. Yes. And I, I really, really, really quite like that. As I break my pen, which I didn't mean to do. All right. So that's my good, my bad, and let's my talk about the music great. in and this if, episode. Oh, the music in this episode is. You don't have a musical intro that goes into this I, part. I don't. Shame. Well, you see, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to commit to commit necessarily in terms of the music. Because if there wasn't songs that were used... Then you just don't know how to play it. I think you need to get a music little thing, a little interlude. Should I do one of the covers? Because that's kind of what we are, we're, we're doing. Yeah. All right. Okay, hey, vamp, so, vamp for me for, for a little bit. Oh, yay. Vamp for me for a little okay, bit. I'll, so we're going to talk one. about the songs that were used inside this episode. Obviously, it's one of the really unique things that's happening within Bridgerton as we are mixing some modern day songs into the 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 scenes um and in particular the evening time between Daphne and the Duke caught a lot of people's attention there was a lot of chatter going on um all right here we go yeah i got you i got i got a sounder for okay. you ready this yes. is this is my favorite cover so far Break it on down for me. What music was used in this episode? All right. So, uh, by the way, this song is Bad Guy, the one that they used in episode three, the one that also is used in the Umbrella Academy, which is a cover of Billie Eilish. Anyway, so the the first one that is used is called Love Yourself by Sufjan Stevens. So it's during the wedding scene, and it's like this kind of like techno feel to it, which it's also balanced with this really classical piano at the same time. It is not necessarily a cover. It is actually the real version of it and it really works for me mm. I, I i i love how they're experimenting with different sounds sonically in this show i want you to pull up each of these songs i think oh okay all right yeah, fair enough. That's so we can we'll like do. really feel it and taste it. a lot of people have already binged bridgerton and they may have forgotten what this song sounds like okay hold on one second um you know you, you got me all you got me all messed up i did not mean to we can blame Lumos. We can blame our cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me uh, let me bring this up real quick. Okay, I'll put on my headphones for once. See, this is live podcasting, ladies and gents. Agreed. This is this is you get warts and all. Some people edit. Some people do all this fancy stuff. Not yeah, here in the Larson household. You, you get the legit stuff, baby. It's here like we go. You're right here with us. All right. So this is "Love Yourself" by Sufjan Stevens, and I really like Sufjan Stevens only because I was introduced to him actually in "This Is Us." Very he had a song cool. called Death with Dignity in that, in, in that series, and it was excellent. So when I heard this, I was very happy. And this, of course, is during their wedding. Yes, as this is as she is starting to walk down the aisle, and you see um, you see Simon looking at her, and in the, in the, the whole thing. Ooh, very loud. Yeah. Okay. So that is Sufjan Stevens' very Love cool. Yourself. Okay. Yeah. And the next one is Beethoven Symphony Number no. 5, when the queen is reading the lady whistle down, learning about the engagement between <gasps> yes, Simon Duke and, and Daphne. Daphne. Would you like me to play Beethoven Symphony sure. Number no. 5? Okay, you're going to have to vamp for me then. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got this. Oh, yes. Beethoven. Very exciting. Beethoven is quoted a lot, or brought up a lot by our little lad. He, he's a fan of Beethoven. Yes, he is. And Dvorak. 
He's seven. Oh, yeah. He's like- <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you're raised by nerds. That's true. All right. Hold on one second. I'm bringing him up He here. kicks our butt in Harry Potter trivia pursuit. Oh, my God. And heads and, up. Oh, yeah. He he smokes us in yeah. Harry Potter. Heads, heads up. He's a dork. Oh, I love him. He's great, though. Hold on. So this is what the queen is. Well, this is what's playing over the uh, over the mic with the queen when uh, when she's reading the um, note yes. that from Lady Whistledown that in fact no, it was really the Duke that Daphne yes <laughs> is, is engaged um, to is engaged to, which I thought was a cool little. Thing. And then the song that a lot of people are talking about is strange. Oh, yes. Um, I'll bring that up. Hold on. And this is after the wedding, of course, with Daphne and the Duke after the ceremony when they retreat to separate rooms at the inn before their desire brings them back together. I really like this cover, door, too. Yep. And they uh, consummate their marriage. All right, hold on. I'll bring that up in a second. Hold to on. this song. This song. This song is great. And this, of course, is a cover. Yes. And it's by... Who is it by? By let me make my notes. The cover? By Celeste. Yes. And the cover is by Chris Bowers. Yes, which who is the composer for the show. Oh, I can just feel the silk uh, feel oh no, 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 that's already happened by this point. Never mind. I, Spanx is off. I, <laughs> Spanx, it's already happened. Hey. <laughs> so this is a strange. Yeah. Dig it. So that's that. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're right, welcome. Let's actually get into the analysis of the show now that we got to have that really fun walk down musical memory lane. But I think that's <laughs> that's what we need to do. We need to have those little clips to refresh our palates. Well, next episode I will be a lot more prepared. We'll 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 go from there. Shame, Blake. It's so, like it's like we're busy with kids and the <laughs> pandemic. We don't have sitters anymore. You, you, when you when you drop that on me, you know, mid show, ladies and gents, you see live time how things happen here at Mary and Blake. And Media. I don't do any of that work. I just sit here and pet my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, why don't you? Hey, why don't, don't you? you like make this really dynamic and pull up all these other songs as we get into it? All right. My my so. middle name is is why don't you? Blake, why don't you? <laughs> let's get into the analysis all for right, the so show. The, let, let's do the big question, Mary. This is a yeah? really big question. Okay. Big scoping question for the it. entire show. Ready? Yep. Do they earn this moment? Do they earn the relationship between Daphne and and Simon in this show. Do they earn the sex? Uh, well, d- does or the, the wedding? Did the like, show? What moment are we talking about? Yeah, did the show earn the "I burn for you"? Yes. Why do you think they earned it? Because of Simon. In what way? What do you mean? I think because we've seen Simon's dark upbringing. Yep. And we were able to see what he has gone through and we were able to see the promise that he made for his dad. We were able to see the dark side of Simon. We've okay. been able to understand why he is the way he is and how this is the forbidden fruit on so many levels. Getting sure. married, it's Antony's sister, you know, all these different things, not just the regular woman who he's rakish with. Mm-hmm. It is because of Simon and his glorious speeches that he gives in this episode (laughs) that it is deserved. It's not to say I don't like Daphne. I do. Mm -hmm. I just don't You got a little bit of a Daphne hate in this episode. I don't have depth with Daphne yet. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Like, woe is me. I'm the diamond in the rough and everybody wants (laughs) me. It's not diamond. This isn't Aladdin, my friend. Okay. That's what it freaking feels like, okay? Diamond in the rough. (laughs) 
Mustafa. Right? Just because you're Aladdin in this story doesn't mean that you have to be my favorite. And it's not that I don't like her. I like her. She's pleasant. I would totally be her friend. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't not like her. You would definitely be Eloise's friend. You would. And and you would put up with Daphne. I think I would be Eloise. That's a good point. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a good point. So I think at that point you would just put up with Daphne. I don't think that you'd be her friend necessarily. Eloise and Daphne have a mutual understanding, okay? Yeah, sure, why not? So you think that they earned this development? You yes. think that they earned the... Why do you not? Um, I kind of do. Okay. It's not to say that I don't think the Duke doesn't have feelings for Daphne. I think that he does. But the I burn for you comment, uh. that to me sounds like Jamie Fraser from Outlander. Yes. That to me sounds like he's talking about Claire. And I don't get the Jamie Fraser feeling from the Duke. Though I will say too, I didn't get that feeling from the wedding in Outlander either. So um So you're just saying this is very new in the relationship. It's, it's very puppy new. love. Yeah, and I just don't know how I, I don't know. I haven't seen the interaction between them to warrant you, this kind of I burn for you. Can you do the burn as a lust and an admiration, an early admiration, a puppy love admiration? I don't see lust. Um, I mean, although, how many summer romances feel like they burn? Um, Yeah, that's true. You burned for me after you met me. Absolutely. See? So it's okay. People can do that early on. Uh, yeah, but I think the show spent so much time telling you that it was a ruse that you almost kind of believed it. We knew it wasn't. Did you see those hands touch the painting? That is true. That again, you are, once again, you are right, Mary. I will, I will admit to you on that one that you are right about those hands touching the painting, the whole thing. Mm. Absolutely true. Yes. Burn. Um, so I think right that's if there. you're gonna if you're gonna provide evidence for me, the match was lit. That was <laughs> that was uh, that that should be your case number one right there. That yeah. Would be, uh, okay. So. Uh, yeah, so that's that. That's the uh, that's that's just... my big overarching question for, awesome. this, for this episode. You want to know my question? Yes. Do you know who Benedict got down with? Yeah, get Sir Grenville's wife. It. Oh yeah, she was one of the chicks that he was. You know, yes, with Miss Modiste or whatever oh, her name is. Goodness gracious! Yeah, he was just like, this is a great place. I'll hook up with you. I'll hook up with you. All right, cool. I can honestly say that I've never been to a party like that. I've been to a lot of different parties. And I see from your face, it looks like that you have. <laughs> wow. I'm not saying I participated that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't participate that way. <laughs> <laughs> don't even want to know. No, don't, no. Don't even want to know. I told you, man. Like, people in the arts... People are weird, man. We can appreciate a lot of things about others. Oh my goodness what do you gracious! Mean people are weird. You, you are people there is weird. more than enough love to share in you this world. Band slash art people. It was also a theater party. Okay? Oh my goodness! Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> even better, some may argue. But uh, you know, is there further evidence here that there might be somewhat of a tryst that will develop between Sir Granville and? Benedict, do you think that is where they're heading here? I'm a little confused. Like, is the fact that Benedict 
is down with the orgies going mm-hmm. to come back and actually be a problem for him? I mean, we already know that Antony having ish- an affair with Sienna mm-hmm. is bad in society's world. <laughs> like, yep. What about Benedict, who's just like fooling around, covered in pastel, doesn't know what's going on, you know? But Mr. Granville is obviously very upstanding in society, and maybe he's just going to encourage him in his ways. I'm down with however this plot goes. Yeah. I, and by the way, I, for me, if they have this tryst or this relationship, great, let's do Benedict it. Benedict and Mr. Granville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, great, let's do it. I'm in. Let's let's soak it all in. But I don't know what the show is telling you right now. I'm I'm confused by it. Well, yeah, is he just showing Benedict like go go make love to the world, whoever that world is, male, female, one person, two person, like go and um, you know. Right. See the world sparkling, shimmering, splendid. Or oh, that's another Aladdin reference I know, today. I did that on oh purpose. my goodness! Like, I did it on purpose. This is going to be an Aladdin theme. <laughs> or do we think that Henry and Benedict are becoming an item? I don't necessarily see the Henry Benedict thing. I just see Henry saying like, "Come, welcome to the club, man." Yeah, I think you're right. I just, I just I don't, don't know. Want, yeah, we're gonna see. I'm just the show. Is I think the show is telling you multiple things at the same time about this relation, potential relationship, or even friendship. Yeah, um, I'm and, down. And the fact that you know Benedict is off banging this guy's wife at the same time. Hey, man, that's cool. You that that's you want to do that? That's that's cool by me. I, I ain't gonna yuck somebody's yum. <laughs> you know who I am gonna yuck? Who Cressida? Yeah, out Cressida on her. Cowper, blonde braids. Yeah, out on her. Who is just like all set. She kind of reminds. You know who she reminds me of? This is who I was thinking. Remember in the Matrix Reloaded? No. With, uh, <laughs> no. No. Remember the twins with the with the white braids with yes. the white dreads? Yes. And they the big chase scene on the highway. Yes. That's who she reminds me of. Okay. She reminds me of one of those guys had a baby with like the the queen of the Borg. From Star Trek. Okay, Blake. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Mary? I'll play yeah, it for myself. Thank <laughs> Just throwing that out there. So Cressida is just all set with Daphne. You know, you are just a tramp who made out yeah. in the garden. I know what happened. You know, Daphne, while she's getting fitted with the dress, she the kind of tries to see what Cressida knows and Cressida knows a lot which really makes Daphne know she needs to get married and she needs to get married quick well this brings us back to the question that we had last episode does does Cressida really know number one and then number two even if she did know would it make a huge difference and did she pick up the necklace that's a big deal where the heck is this necklace that's like that necklace is probably worth like a hundred grand I would be all over it okay (laughs) out there with your binoculars Nancy Drew Got nothing on me. <laughs> oh, Seriously, man. Cressida. Like, I want Cressida to be rocking that necklace and to just like walk around town with it. Once yep. the prince is gone, look what I found. Yep. Finders yep. keepers. <laughs> um, so I like, though, how Daphne does put Cressida in her place where she's like, I'm going to be uh, a duchess. Or at this point, yeah. it was it was a, a princess, whatever it was. And y- you would be smart to be my friend. Because if you're not, then who are you? 
So we got this issue, though, where Daphne wants to get married to Simon quickly and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. they want to get married quickly. They go with Antony to go see the bishop. And the bishop's like, yeah, I can't marry you this week. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just like, can't do it. Just can't. And um, the ladies figure out it's because of the queen. Sure. The yeah, queen absolutely. was maybe trying to stall to let Preet Friedrich. And it's Danbury who does it. Danbury, Lady, Lady right. Danbury is the one who, who's got the smarts. Yes. Yeah, she's the smartest she's woman the in the room. She's down smarts. I'm telling you, she's really smart. She but, might be. But. You, but you no, know what? But, she. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was Lady Whistledown because you, well, you want to know why? She's maneuvered this whole thing from day one. But she gets asked if she's Lady Whistledown. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. So what? You're right. People so can what? fib. People fib all the time. I, that's why when when but I do make the argument that when Benedict says the thing to Eloise, "Are you Lady Whistledown?" Uh, I I immediately throw her out uh, of the running just because the way that she reacted to it, whatever, just you know, it doesn't feel right. Danbury though, it feels like she since the beginning has been taking care of the Duke, and obviously and. This feels like her maneuverings. This feels like she is using Lady Whistledown as a way to get what she needs. Mm -hmm. And that is to take care of of Simon. Okay. And if that is pushing Daphne down a road of going to the prince only to have it come back. And you notice how she's pushing the Duke to do what he needs to do and the whole thing. Yeah. This that might this might be a a, a real good thing that you're that you're putting out there. I but of know. course, you know she puts two and two together and says this is all because of the queen. You guys have to go and plead your case, right? And then the queen can make this happen. And luckily, they go and Simon opens his glorious mouth <laughs> to, <sighs> to spout his truth, which we find out. Yeah. But you know he says all this lovely stuff about Daphne and about their love and how they need to get married. And they do get married at like the smallest wedding. Gets COVID approved. <laughs> Probably is. And still, where is this fourth daughter? Right. We still see Daphne, Eloise, Hyacinth. Where's the other one? Where's the fourth one? I have no idea. I have no idea. Now, a bunch of people have told us that they've named all the kids after the alphabet. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, or whatever it is. But... I still don't know all the names of the kids. Whatever. I don't, one of them is Gregory, apparently. Maybe he's the little boy. Yeah, sure. He must what be ifs? the little boy. What ifs? Okay. Stats of the nerds. All right. I don't know. Uh, you know what I did notice, though, is during the wedding scene, if you That's notice- That's really smart to name them after the alphabet if you have that many. That's true. <laughs> Might as hey, well. where's F? <laughs> where's F? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just give them a number, like in, um, like the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, hey, where's one? Exactly. Where's two? Yeah. Um, during the wedding scene, when they are standing together, both Simon and Daphne, if you notice, they have a shot from above, and that shot from above is spinning in a I circle. I didn't notice. Okay. And in that circle, that is obviously symbolic of wedding rings. It is symbolic of uh, the the bond that is being created, that it is, in fact, it, 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 it circles in on itself. It is unbreakable. A circle is an unbreakable object. And the idea is that they are circling around themselves and they are starting uh, a brand new uh, pattern of life. That's so deep, man. So I just, I, I love, I love that kind of. I appreciate it. I love that kind of pathway that the show is, again, the visual storytelling here is, is pretty damn good. Um, the, what? What do you want me to tell you? I love that you pick up on those things and I pick up on the heaving bosom of Lady Bridgerton (laughs) and how honestly, 
Yeah. Oh. She could take a nap by putting her head down. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's like someone got an airplane headrest and just shoved it in her dress. That's how it was invented. You, they saw Lady Bridgerton. You tie tie. Just rest your head just, forward. Just put your head down. Aw, cozy. <laughs> um, the show really has these two. You could tell that she nursed eight babies. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna try in this video right now. I mean, if I had to wear a dress like that, <laughs> I probably would look the same. No, you have to push in and up. That's what you would have to do. Give, give me a go. Give me a go. Uh, oh my god. In, no, in in and up. No, no, from oh, from the front. On? From the front, Mary. Listen, this is gonna be marked explicit on YouTube or something. <laughs> I can't. My kids one day they're gonna go back on this. My dad will find it. Oh, that, watch man. that be like the the frozen image that Facebook decides. <laughs> Just Mary groping herself. Yeah. Uh, the show uh, has two pivotal moments. One, neither of course, dealing with cleavage. Neither with dealing okay. with cleavage. Although one is cleavage adjacent, so we'll get there. Okay. Um, the first one being the confession, if you will, to the queen or the ad- admission uh, about uh, Simon's love for. Uh, the um, for for Daphne, and then also of course the 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 I burn for you scene. Uh, both to you, Mary, do they feel genuine? One hundred percent. And do you think that both were handled the right way? Yes. Yeah, I feel like they were. I'm down. I feel like I'm they're down believable. With the Duke. <laughs> down with the Duke. Yeah. That's the new shirt. That is the new shirt, ladies and gents. Perfect. Um, yeah, I feel like both of those scenes are pivotal. Um, I think upon which this entire series will probably rest. Um, and you had to nail them. You had to thread the needle. Uh, because there is such a odd and vibrant tone about this show. You have to make it genuine. You have to make it real. And I, I, think, they, I think they achieved it. I think they nailed it. Agreed. I think they nailed Speaking it. Speaking of being nailed. Oh! <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were continuing. Really I apologize. Just, uh, they have sex. Well, speaking of nailed, yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about Marina and oh. Colin. Oh. Because this is a big deal, what's happening here. This is a big deal. Colin, who is just out of school, is going to get married to Marina. And Penelope is kind of going out of here a little bit. Saying you're going to trap them, and that ain't good. It's not good. And uh, what do you feel about this whole uh, choice? This how this feels really calculated and uh, not as in, in contrast, definitely not genuine. Oh no! I mean, I'm still not getting any great Marina vibes. Sadly, I know that. Hopefully I end up liking her, but I just don't. Because, yeah, she is trying to trap Colin. She literally tries to bring him into the study so that she can make out with him so that he has to propose. And then being the kind, wonderful person that Colin is anyway, he proposes even though they didn't even hook up. Yeah, right. Is Here's another big arcing question. Is Marina a likable character? Not to me yet. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. Once again, woe is me, I'm beautiful, everybody wants me, I'm pregnant. Like, I feel bad that she's pregnant, and I feel bad that she was pretty much locked in the tower for a little bit, but I don't feel bad enough yet. We need a little bit more background story with Marina. We need something. I don't feel bad for her. Right now- with, And she's stealing Colin away from Penelope. And that's, that's the thing. That's what makes her right now unlikable. And how dare she possibly get married when the cheese girl doesn't? get to get married. Cheese girl deserves love. 
what Fili- do you mean? Filipina, Filipino. Oh, Filipino. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Philadelphia cheese. I don't even <laughs> care. Velveeta. Velveeta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let the cheese girl. This is Mary's gift. Making up names for characters in TV shows. It's absolutely her gift. <laughs> I can't remember their real names. <laughs> do you remember remember Cheese Guy and Outlander? Yes. Cheese Guy and Outlander always stands out. Yep. And from, there's Pie Wench. <laughs> no, it's the Pie, pie Hussy. Excuse me. Yep, pie Hussy. Lord Farquaad. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to OutlanderCast at OutlanderCast.com. You'll get all those inside jokes from Mary and Blake Media. So, Colin. Yes. Probably somewhat engaged Marina. Poor Penelope. We have Daphne oh, and Simon yeah. having their rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Oh, without completion. Yeah, um, this is a big deal. Now, we all know, because we've seen the background information here, that Simon has made a vow to never have kids. And he made that vow to his dad just to end the line. And if you notice, he tells Daphne, I I can't. I can't. Like, Or I, he says it it was more specific. It was even more specific. Um, It was like, I, we can't have children or something like that. Or I can't give you children. And it was something along the lines of not of I'm unable to have kids. It just, if you took the sentence and you looked at it, it was, I'm choosing to not have kids. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so when he, he he ain't completed, he's putting a lot of hope he in the pullout elsewhere. method. He put, he puts a lot of hope in the pullout method. Yes, he does. Uh, um, yeah, that, Which a lot of people uh, like to call getting pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that that's a big deal too. Uh, and I wonder if yet, Daphne's going to catch on to that. Well, let's be real. Daphne just learned nothing from her mother, right? So she's probably in ecstasy. She's like, these fields are soaking wet. Fabulous, just like my mom said. <laughs> no cleanup on aisle nine between those legs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when she's going to figure it out. I don't know if she's going to like, I don't know when she's going to figure it out. Well, who's going to be there to teach her to figure it's it out? It's not going to be Simon. He's not going to be like, so. It, and here, here's an early scribbling. The towel I always put down next to me in the bed. <laughs> here's an early scribbling prediction. You ready? Okay. This whole ordeal with the kids has been made such a big ordeal in the sense that, like, can you the, say ordeal one more time? In the sense that the lady whistle down ordeal has yeah. been made. Ooh, yeah. They're absolutely going to get pregnant, and they're absolutely going to get pregnant by like season finale. Awesome. That's what I guarantee. Putting, I am putting the the Blake Larson Garrett toss on that one. I am. I mean, I don't feel like this is like the biggest scribbling prediction, Blake. But okay. No, no. The 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 big prediction is that it's going to happen this season. Once again, okay. <laughs> no, that's a that's a bold prediction. I don't think so at all. Uh, it absolutely Pretty is. Pretty much every single episode, Daphne has either said or had someone say to her, you want kids, your kids, your family one day, the family, family, family. Family has been, the, the little that I know of Daphne, the little depth that I have with her. Sure. She, she wants a family. She cares about love. Yes. She doesn't eat cake early. <laughs> she doesn't eat <laughs> definitely doesn't eat definitely if you want to no, fit in that me- remember uh, when Burbage or whatever his name is when his mom was there and she's like yeah. you need to eat small biscuits yeah, she didn't right. anyway yeah. no she probably she probably has like a very special diet 
yeah, it, it's like one of those like healthy harvest smoothie things. She only does kale, so gross. kale and like strawberries with honey. You know, she doesn't do honey because it's too much sugar. Well, you know how vegans feel about honey? Some of them. No, I learned because one of my friends is vegan, and she was my first like vegan friend that I met. Okay, and I asked her like, okay, so you eat fruits and vegetables? And I said something about honey, and she said that she's such a strict vegan that she doesn't eat honey because you're stealing the bees' food. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure it's no, bee poop god, or puke. Please, no, 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 no. But the bees no. need to eat that, or their no. like larvae need to eat it. Oh. And when you're stealing it, you're stealing their stores from their babies. That is, that is. <gasps> Wow. I feel so bad. Nope. But I love honey. <laughs> I'm out on being a vegan. Could not do it. I'm out on being a vegetarian. Couldn't do it. I'm even out on being a pescatarian. I gotta have all of it. I gotta have I gotta have the whole cornucopia of food available to me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Um Oh, coming, not coming, babies. Yes. Uh and then what else were we talking about? That your outstanding prediction. Oh yeah, that's of what it was. Like, no, no one I, else would ever think this. No, I'm not saying no one else would think it. But this is a heavy take. <laughs> I know it's, it's. This is a heavy take. Okay, yes, but I will sign on to it too. And that it's going to be this season. It's okay. not like oh, in two seasons they're no. going to have they're going to have kids. They're going to have Pro- sex all the time. Yeah, and and in uh, this the as you said Daphne's the pull out method, aka getting pregnant, yes. is is ain't going to work. Yes, ain't going to work. She's definitely well DTF. done. Uh, all right, so for our Jersey Shore fans out there, uh, you you have anything else to say about this episode? Um, I just want something for Penelope. Okay, I'm just giving a little like, please. Yep. Maybe the Queen will look down on her. I have no idea. Maybe Prince Friedrich can get with Penelope. I don't know. Definitely not going to happen. Crap. He, Prince Friedrich is out. Although I, w- as you said, Mary, I would like to see him come back to do something else. I would like to see him come back into the picture for something in one way or another. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. I don't know either. He's already had his chance. They should have figured it out. They should have made it better with him and him fighting for for Daphne. And again, making it a harder choice. Then you would have felt bad for him and you would have, as if you had been like, well, maybe. Well, that's the idea. No, we don't want a maybe. She wants to be with the Duke. I want to be with the Duke. Okay. We all want her to be with the Duke. Fair enough. She's down with the Duke. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Anything else you got to say about this episode? That's it. You ready to do some Lady Whistledown power rankings? Yes. That's what happens when you burn for me. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gents. She's burning for me right now. Yep. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Starting things off, we will... Uh, what's your... What's your... My number... I only really have one. I think it's Lady Danbury. You're not going to have... You don't have your top three? You're out on the top three. I'm just done with people, okay? They're boring me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not boring. <laughs> okay, I'm just... Lady Danbury. Lady Danbury or bust for you? Or a dog. A, a dog? I don't know. I just want to know. It's like the leftovers all over again. <laughs> Is it aliens? And then... Damon Lindelof saying, you'll never know. You'll never know. Will I know who Lady Whistledown is? Yes, you're going to know. Good. You're going to know. Better. The, the show has made too much of a point. It's teaching you how to watch it, like we've said. It's making too much is of a point Julie to tell Andrews you. Is Julie Andrews going to pop? Has Julie Andrews been like one of those 1031 Productions statues all along, but she's oh. really a person? Oh, I like that She's idea. like living art. 
She's living art. I like and it. And Julie Andrews has literally just been there in every scene, pretending to like eat grapes. You in know, the being, garden. being a fawn. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just covered in like gray paint, and we never noticed. And then we're going to come back, and it's going to be all these memes of oh, Julie Andrews as a statue. Man. Lady Wilson down. Oh, yeah. The patience of a saint. <laughs> All right, uh, for me, my top three. Number three. Uh, well, uh, well, number one. I'll give you my number one. My number one. Are you just hurry up? My number one is Benedict. Still Benedict. I'm still on the Benedict train. Okay. And I still love the idea of it being a guy. Benedict, who's like, God, he should be getting his social security sometime soon. <laughs> uh, number two, the Queen's Servant. Still on the Queen's Servant. He was there, too. I know. He's everywhere. He was the only one there in this episode holding a dog. The ladies in court weren't even there. It was just him with one dog. Right, right. Maybe it is the dog that's writing. Um, And what's your third? uh, My dark horse. Oh, Penelope. Fabulous. Uh, Penelope. Uh, But she's moved moved down. um, She's moved down a notch just because... This is a developing take. I got to see what happens. Okay. I got to see what happens with uh, she and Colin and Marina. Mm-hmm. If bad things start coming out about Marina, oh, it's definitely her. Yes. Because um, Danbury has no care about Marina. When you were talking about Julie Andrews being just a, a fawn, statue, a, a statue, fawn, yeah. all I could think of uh, was- Mr. Uh, Tumnus? Um Mr. <laughs> <laughs> but with Julie Andrews' face. Oh. Now? No. Uh, what was the private eye's name? And uh, Gene Parmesan in Arrested Development. He would have all the disguises. Oh, yes. And then and Lucille would show up and it'd be like, Gene Parmesan at your service. And yes. every single time she'd say, ah, Gene. Like, that's what I think of with... Uh, with Julie uh, Andrews. Julie Andrews. Incognito this she, whole time. Julie Jean Parmesan Andrews. Love it. All right. Uh, and you ready for uh, another scribbling prediction? Because I do have one. Yes. Okay, here we go. You like that sound? Bring it to me. Part of my developing take here with Penelope. Oh, yes. I'm down. Something bad's going to happen, Marina. Oh, I thought you were going to say something bad happens to Penelope. No, 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 no. Penelope is going to be the architect behind something bad that happens to oh Marina. Oh, my God. Because you, you, don't, you don't mess you don't mess with a girl oh. like Penelope. Oh, my God. I'm getting like visions of Johnny Depp from uh, The Barber. Um, oh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, my God. Yeah. You think she's going to be something like wretched? No, I don't think she's going to go full villain. Oh, dear. But I, I wonder if she starts... Manipulating things, a la Lady Danbury. Oh, okay. You know, she just starts. Not like murder. No, not. She ain't going to go slitting throats and turning them into meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, you just start pushing the nudge in here a little bit. You know, all it takes to push somebody is just a little bit of a nudge. You know, and you never know. Just, I'm throwing that out there. I don't even know. <gasps> Penelope, Penelope is going to be doing some, uh, doing some stuff. Okay. It looks like we have a visitor. Hi. We have a visitor, a special guest, a very special guest. A little lass. Let's uh, wrap this lass. up. Oh, yes, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, hey, uh, my little darling, do you have something to say to all the listeners right now? No. You don't want to say anything. She's shy. Right she's now. shy. Okay, no problem. You ready to close this up? Yes. Let's do it, shall we? We shall. Okay, this is me. All right, fair enough. 
here I am looking at the, uh, I'm producing the podcast and then I'm getting the, the, the finger point. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today for Bridgerton with Mary and Blake, the number one Bridgerton podcast in the world, which I'm very excited about. So pumped that we can say that about our little show here that we produce. And it's all thanks to you guys. So please continue to listen to the show. Subscribe to the show if you're not already subscribed. Go to maryandblake.com to check out all of the other podcasts that we have in our media company, whether it is our show for Outlander called Outlander Cast, or This Is Us 2, or The North Remembers, which is about Game of Thrones. There is our Rise Up podcast about Hamilton. There is, oh my goodness gracious what else we got the potterverse about harry potter we got lots of things we got the leftovers podcast so you can about... check them all out yep maryandblake.com but we right. especially want to thank our friends at jointhenerdclan.com and if you've been listening to bridgerton and we're bringing you some joy maybe you're sipping some tea or coffee or driving to work or doing something if this brings you joy we do recommend that you go to jointhenerdclan.com or as little as $2 a month. You can help continue to make this possible. Yep. As Blake and I said earlier, you know, we're two crazy parents with little kids. This media company is an important asset to the fiscal means for our family. Right. And we, and unlike most of the podcasts that are starting to take over the podcast world, this is a privately owned small company. That's what this is. We make these podcasts for you guys, for the engagement of community, not necessarily to feed the corporate monster that there is for some of these podcast companies. So if you want to support a small independent company like ours, please go to jointhenerdclan.com, become an official NerdClan member, and get a whole bunch of really cool stuff that we give in that community as well. It's like PBS. It's yeah, right? It's supported. It's supported by listeners like you. So to keep things like Bridgerton going... We can keep talking. We can yes. keep talking about Gene Parmesan, and we can keep <laughs> <laughs> talking about all those good time things. Thank you, yeah, man. We're here, and we're- we do. We want to thank those of you who already do contribute. Um, I sit here with my five-year-old little lass in my lap, and we are so blessed that we can do this and bring you some joy in these crazy times. Yep. Uh, so we just want to thank you. All right. On that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Go out there. <laughs> Say it. I don't want to say it. Spill some more tea. No, get some more tea. Go. Not spill more tea. Lumos is covering it. <laughs> Whatever. Let me know your favorite tea variety. That's what I say. I, I'm just a regular good old breakfast bowl tea guy. Okay. I'm just that. Yeah, I don't need anything else. Maybe an occasional Earl Grey. Okay. Maybe. I'm down. If I'm if we're if we're lucky. You know what I'm gonna go get? What's that? A little like sleepy time one. Ooh. The well rested by Trader Joe's. Some lavender. No. No lavender in there? No, more like a mint chamomile kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I okay. don't want to drink lavender. <laughs> don't want to smell lavender either. No. Not after Outlander. No. All right. <laughs> Hashtag <that> spoilers. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.